we're back live again. <laughs> Jeff made me laugh before I was doing yeah, all right. starting this thing. But we are back. Whitmer Quake podcast. Yes. Not underachievers. So you know what that means. Jeff's got his flyer oh, shirt on. Dude. Again, I don't think anyone knows if, who Jeff's a fan of. I mean, really, it's a very toss up. Uh, you can you can be really surprised. I think it's I I think I know. It it's might be Buffalo. Otters. It may it's be Buffalo. Eerie Otters. Let's be honest here. Yeah. It may be Buffalo. You do have Briere. Maybe Montreal. Oh, that's that's true. That's um, very true. It could be Montreal. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, again, John Leclerc was a former Montreal Canadian. He could be Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I don't know. know. It's a bit of a yeah. stretch. Oh, there, <laughs> there's Briere there. There's a jersey. You know, so mm-hmm. you could argue it's you either Buffalo argue. or Montreal. We're actually so. going to do our lineup a little differently today since yes, there really are. hasn't been anything different. And we've been, we were off last week pretty much just because you were down at DC mm-hmm. and we never really found that time a good time to really get it because just adulting now. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's harder to find time to do this than others. And off season, it's just not as much to really talk about. So last week we were kind of off, but we're back today. And we're going to change it up since, again, like I said, there's no real updates for the league. We're going to start with our uh, deep dives. As you remember, we're doing a deep dive during these off, during the offseason of each team. This year, we're doing it alphabetically. And today, we're staying in the seas. We're at Carolina. We did Calgary last time. We're going to be doing Carolina's up. Today. Um, which I actually got a couple thoughts on there just going forward because they've... Yeah, for sure. Um, they got a lot um, of kind of things to figure out here and there just we'll get to it later they, they um, do so it's, then we got two yeah. interesting kind of topics jeff brought this one up and we've talked about it here and there uh but not a whole kind of segment on it but captains uh, there's a bunch of teams now uh, other than the three that didn't but there's now more teams that don't have their captain obviously the biggest there's one combined is, seven total teams yes. without captains the biggest one obviously being petrangelo leaving yes. and going to vegas who also don't doesn't have a captain actually that might be no okay yeah it is seven it is seven um but you know so we'll break Math down our hard. picks for who we think will uh be the next captain for each franchise um after that we got we a rant have a rant oh my and we'll probably have a rant on the next one because it sounds like tonight they're going to be doing right wings so you know that's going to be a bad oh list. god uh but this one's not NHL.com. It's actually NHL Network. So it's a little bit differently, but it's still about the same thing. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but not really. Yeah. Uh, you know where we're going with it if you haven't or if you are a constant listener. So we got that. And I actually want to do a little Flyers talk, a little Nolan Patrick, because there is some optimism here that he will actually there play is. when he returns. There absolutely is. Um, I want to just kind of talk here and there about that. But let's uh, start this thing out. And like I said, we're starting with Carolina with our deep diving. dives. So Carolina, they were 38, 25, and 5 with 81 points uh, this year. So overall, you know, throughout the course of the season, I honestly had a lot of hope for them. Uh, I've been enjoying Carolina's success, ever, especially since Robert Brendamore uh, became their coach last year. So bringing up the standings, excuse me, uh, bring up their standings. I want to get division by division here. In the Metro, they were fourth. They were five points behind Pittsburgh and just a single point ahead of uh, the Islanders. Of course, however, it doesn't help that every team played between 68 to 70 games. So in a true season, 
I don't think because they they're on a three game win streak, so they're they're you know, moving in the right direction before everything uh, came to an end. I know I there was a little sports. time where they were struggling a bit during yeah. the season last year, which every team yeah. has some no for time sure. where they kind of struggle for a little bit. But I remember because I remember for a while they were like in the top three, and then they just fell out, and then they were trying to battle back right back up to get at least a third spot. Yep. It just didn't happen because <clears> obviously. Season stopped, and you know you can go from there. You know what yes. happens. Yeah. Um, so for Carolina, uh, they had some key players um, who they wanted to decide whether or not to bring back Justin Williams. He did retire, so you know that's that. Uh, Warren Fogle, he was a rookie last year, if I'm not mistaken. He actually, I remember seeing him kept friendly here. Fogle, where are you? I uh, hear you middle. are. Um, looks like a one-year, two-point-one-five mil contract uh, extension. So good for Fogel there. He's a, I think he's one of the more important younger players uh, compared to like, because Carolina overall, they're a very young team, and yeah. their their average age is twenty-six. Their oldest player is Jordan Stahl, who's thirty-two, and, and that's including on defense, right? And defense Schreiber, and goalie, he's thirty-two. Thank you. Also. Um. But Fogel, he's only 24. He's one of the more younger players, I should say, uh, who also, not only that, is is actually a pretty effective player. Uh, they had Joel Edmondson, who I believe – did they not read – They did not. He went to um, – Or no, did they – Montreal, right? Did they trade him or did they sign him? Joel Edmondson, they traded him for a U. He, they they traded for his rights. Remember, they, they traded for his rights, and then as I a UFA, never... and then he he then they signed him. They traded when they after they traded him, they extended him in Montreal. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, you know, sorry. That, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Uh, yeah, for some reason I had him. Why did I still have him on Carolina? I don't because know because you did your uh, list before. The, yeah, before that. All trip. right. Well. That freed up 3.1 mil cap space there, so Currently never mind. They have 932,000. Yes. Um, they don't have to worry about signing anyone else. They'll right. Too deep at, in their minor least, league system right. that won't cost them anything. Right. Um, Not only that, but uh, so the other players that they had, they're looking to possibly resign. Uh, Sammy Vaughn 2.43 mil. TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, 2.3 mil. Both to not on the Washington? roster. Yeah. Uh, TBR did go to Washington, and for Vatanen, he's still available. I think he's still yeah. available. Yeah, he's still available. Yeah, no one's. Um, so there's that for Carolina. Um, when you look at their season as a whole, Mike, what? Because again, going into playoffs, I had extremely high expectations. You for really them. did, uh, and. It, it, it might have been too high, but again, it was just, a little too high. It yeah. was a little, it was a little too high. I believe but he had again, him either going to the conference final, if not the Stanley Cup. I did because, again, just the way they were playing the They're breeze too, by the Rangers, no problem. I really free. did it think was the they, Rangers. You don't put, uh, I know you want, they are a good team, but. It was the Rangers. The Rangers, another younger team that are it's they're in a oh, they got lucky, but they're still in a bit of a rebuild. Yes. So no, they're taking care are. of them wasn't that big of a deal. They have a yeah. still a really huge issue. They are the Flyers of 2010. 
yeah. essentially. They don't have great goaltending. No. Again, so... And because of that, at times, it does come back to bite you. And the other thing, too, which came back to bite Injuries. him two years in a row is Feshnikov going down. Yeah, that was and big. And not only just... The injuries, issue, but just big injuries that kept him out the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, and the only issue you have with that is he's 20, and yeah, he'll probably still be great, but every time you get hurt, you I feel like, obviously I don't know this because I'm not, I never run into the medical field, obviously. I know it's hard to believe, but I never went into the field, and, I, and this is just me thinking, but anytime you get hurt, your abilities slightly diminish, and depending sure. on your age, you're, the more you, the, depending on your injury, the it, the ability to come back is easier than when you're like in your 30s. Yes. So for him, he's 20, but this is back-to-back years where he had pretty significant injuries. And yeah, he'll probably play great and it might not even affect him, but you kind of have to get those in the back of the mind, not to limit him at all, but you just have to keep another an extra eye on him. And it's going to be an issue that we're going to talk about later, but with mm-hmm. Nolan Patrick. He's a young guy. He's got the migraine yeah. disorders. It's a different situation, but you know what I'm saying? It's an injury yeah. thing. So you just have to keep an eye on that just because not. You, I know it's being too fearful, but there is that fear that if he takes it. And again, it's only because we're Flyers fans. Yeah. And yeah, Chris Pronger was later in his career, but one bad injury can really and knock you out. For your, yeah. Like, like that. that. Um, obviously it happens more in football than it does in hockey, but it still happens in hockey. Not as much as it used to, but it still can happen. And that's just my fear with Fetchnikov. He's still a really great player and he's still going to be great for the rest of his, for as long as he's going to play, especially with the talent that Carolina has, but it's just the having him stay healthy long enough in the playoffs and yeah, in the playoffs, that's where you definitely see where the injuries come in. And they're just, it really says when, Guys can play through injuries, but the injury is so bad, he just can't play. That's happened back-to-back years. So that's where you have to start wondering about Carolina's depth. And this is where I'm going to go back to talking about Carolina, more so for next season. Because I think next season, they have. I do believe they're going to be a bunch of contracts. uh, I'm just saying, I was just talking about season wise, whenever that starts. And And I'm not even talking about contract offseason and that stuff. We'll get to that. But I want to talk about hockey, the hockey part of it first the hockey aspect the, the on ice aspect yeah which i still think they'll probably end up being a, one of the top three spots in the in the metro i almost said the atlantic um so I, they're just that good i they have a great great young defensive core uh dougie hamilton jacob slavin uh and others hayden flurry Jake Gardner uh, isn't a bad option. It, it no, helps give him Brady depth. Shea Brady is great, but offensively, favorite, but... He, he offensively it helps. It, I mean, it takes some some stress off of Hamilton or Slavin. That was another issue too. Hamilton was hurt, and he didn't come in until later in the playoffs. So it's just one of those things. And another yeah. thing, I felt like that kind of hurt them because although they didn't have Justin Williams until the back half of the season, I think that kind of, again, he's old. He was older. Obviously he just retired. So for him to get his skating legs going, it took him a little bit. It took him a little while. And then once he finally got it, the season kind of halted and then he got hurt yeah. in the playoffs. And that's where you yeah. kind of struggle. Cause the second line that their depth just didn't really show up. And that's where the, I think their issue is going to be 
not that I don't think they have decent depth. It's pretty good. I think Nino Niederreiter is still a really good young defenseman or winger. Uh, Vincent Trocek still, he's okay. But that you have to start looking back uh, depth-wise, at least offensively for me, because your top-end talent is still going to be great. It's just, that's not even a question. Because you have Aho, yeah. Svechnikov, Jordan Stahl still fine. He'll still provide you enough for at least being a second line center. That's I think that's fine. You're not you're not counting on him to be too much of what he already is. And I also think uh, Rob Brendamore is a really good coach too. It's just yes. It's just the the thing that always makes me puzzled about Montreal, and I'll say it again until they actually until they prove me wrong is it's just that goaltending. I can't trust it. That's why I think if they do get three, I could maybe see them getting second, but it's either second or third. I don't see them taking the division. That's just because of that goaltending. That's my only reason why I'd say that. For Montreal? For Carolina. Well, no, 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 but you you mentioned Montreal there too. Did I? Yeah. When? Uh, No, like literally, I swear you just mentioned it's like, just like with Montreal, the goaltending, I'm like, it threw me off. I'm like, wait, hold up. What? No, no, I wasn't talking about Montreal. I was talking about in the past. And why the, oh, trust yeah, okay. That, that's what I'm thinking of then, yeah. Um, oh, I was like, they've carried price. Uh, but uh, never mind. I, I got you. No, I, got I wasn't. You. I wasn't. Uh, I'm sorry if that uh, accidentally no, said you're Montreal. Good. I'm not but all I, here I'm still yet. on. I'm, yeah, I uh, see that. It's three in the afternoon and you're still not there. Yeah. Um, no, not here yet. Yeah, but that's that's my only issue with Montreal. Right, that's the and, and only, no, that's that's the only downfall. Fair. And I think their depth, their depth could use some work. But that's example. my only. Look at Peter Mrazek during the playoffs. There's two, three, maybe four goals he let up against Boston mm-hmm. that it, he looked like Peter Mrazek at the Flyers. Yeah, he was out Boston, of position. The Boston he just looked like he was just nowhere near the puck and like just couldn't play goalie correctly. Mm-hmm. And credit to Boston. I think they got their game. The they play- started getting their game going against Mar- Carolina. 100%. That's that's what hurt them. And the thing that kind of helps them, in the sense why I mentioned the 2010 Flyers, is because they had a pretty decent defense. That Flyers team, especially with Chris Pronger, but this is yep. also a ver- this on paper, I'd say, is probably a better defensive team than the that 2010 team. I, I think so. But yeah, because of that, that the goalies don't really matter as much. No. But that's still key because when it comes because. This is a team that's going at that's that next level. They're a playoff team. They just kind of have to, or they're going to end up being like the Flyers, where it's like, can they get to the next level? Can they work towards that? And yeah, it's great that you're getting to the playoffs now. After I feel like the past couple of years, you had good enough teams to make the playoffs. You just always kind of struggle get the, over the season, hump. and you just couldn't get in. Now you're actually in. It's just getting to that next hump. Yes. And last year, so obviously, this, you have, this past year with um, Carolina, you know, losing the Boston now, of course, but the year before that, uh, they made it to the conference finals, which is exactly. incredible. And again, and that's that was where a huge actually Connor, it kind of uh, uh, contradicts yeah. my uh, thinking before because Pierre Murasic actually played pretty well in that. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, McElhaney. McElhaney yeah. Those two they both play played great. pretty well in that playoffs. And that's another thing for playoff wise when your goalie is hot. That's why it can go. Well, I can go a little farther. That's why Dallas went so far because Kudoma was doing well this past playoffs. Yes. This year they didn't get that spark that they did the year before. 
and maybe that's because you were coming in right from being a pause. That's why there's a there's kind of a question mark and why I'm not putting too much into these this past playoffs. But it's still going to be an issue whenever we come back, whenever those playoffs come. Good teams can take apart a meh to okay goaltending. Um, and if your team's just not doing it at times, it's just you'll just get taken advantage of by a Boston or uh, teams that have that playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like Boston did in back-to-back years. Back-to-back years, yeah. Boston, now they're their, en- they're their enemy. Their kryptonite is the fucking Boston Bruins like Toronto is. Uh, that the uh, Toronto is for Boston. <laughs> same as Boston, Toronto. Toronto has the same issue, yeah. but earlier in the round, obviously, that would be. But in this sense, this past playoffs, they were playing against each other. So it's just one of those things where it's like, that, that's actually, I think that's also a good thing too, because these guys are so young. It gives them that experience of kind of getting beaten down hard in the playoffs, which then I think can at times motivate you for the next season. So that's where I kind of see yeah. Carolina. I kind of took a lot of the heat here. Uh, you go, Jeffrey. What's your kind of thinking on ice? We're talking about on ice at the moment. No, I know. So again, on ice, they have a hell of a team, but again, it's the goaltending. And this is what really worries me. If you are their GM in Don Waddell, you are that confident. You, this was the most incredible. And again, I know I'm kind of going off this, but here's my point though. You could have helped your team on ice because this is one of the best years free agent wise for the market for a goaltender this year. And he didn't do anything. You're, you're saying you trust James Grimer and Peter Morozik to help lead you to next year. Are you kidding me? There were rumors that Mark Andre Fleury was possibly rumored to get traded to Carolina. That would be a huge step for them. If they could get something done there, that would be big. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard rumors that Carolina would want 50% of Flurry's salary retained, which makes sense. But regardless, though, in order to help you out with your team on the ice, you have to make moves. So for Carolina... Unfortunately, they didn't. The only problem with that is, especially this offseason, they didn't really have... I'm assuming they don't have the biggest of budgets, Carolina. Right. So that does come into it a bit as well and that maybe they just weren't able to afford it. I think they did make an effort because I think they were rumored to go after Lundqvist or like Colby or something like that, but they just never, it just didn't happen for them. So again, um, they the problem with the free really... agent ones are you kind of have to sell Carolina to some people because yeah, Carolina is a good team and they're a playoff team, which sure. If you're a goalie that a good goalie that hasn't really had that taste of playoffs yet, maybe you take the chance. But then you yeah. you had the guys who were already experienced at that. They, they didn't so that do problem, enough at all this offseason at all. They literally and the then only free playing, agent they actually went after really is Jesper Faust, who they spent six million on. They spent th- for three mil. Oh, sorry, three years, two mil AV, six year total uh, contract. That that's not enough. That's not no. enough of this. Look at all the talent that was out there. You're telling me you have that much faith it's, in your and guys. Still out, honestly, still out there. But I don't think Kaufman really would fit. But they also wouldn't afford him. I uh, yeah. Again, and, and that's the, the issue. issue is, is, they literally have which, no cap space right now, so they're 
Yeah, there's that, and also we had this issue too, which we'll get to in a second, the contracts and everything that we're about for next season, which are some key players. One of them being yeah. Svechnikov. Yes, who, so because, again, is on the third and final year of his entry-level contract. Yeah, and he's, he's going to get he's gonna get money. He, oh, he's, big time. He's going to get, honestly, if you had to give Andrei Svechnikov a contract right now, how much would you give him? Three, four, five years? Between Ryan Dezengel and Vincent Trocek's contract. So Ryan Dezengel, he's making 3.3 mil. And mm-hmm. where is three point four Trocek? if you round it up? Four point three point four if you round it up. Trocheck is four point seven five. Honestly, I think that's a good bet between yeah. three point four and four point eight. Honestly, yeah. Um, I don't think that's I, you know that's I, not I, being, go, I don't even think that's being that greedy. I think that's it's not about he's, what he's worth, and he's just going to get better. That's so probably going to be the honestly. He's he might get. get anywhere from for this contract. It's going to be the smallest contract, next smallest contract he'll ever sign. Yeah. Um. He's going to sign between 3.8 and like 4.2 at most, I like, think, I for this contract. I'm not saying he couldn't at some point get what Aho got, even though Aho right. do, could could have gotten more, but because he got <laughs> offer sheeted, <laughs> Montreal really kind of screwed over Carolina in that sense because they, they did. Or, I guess not really Montreal or Carolina because Carolina they, actually yeah. benefited from him because he actually got less right, money right. than he probably deserved. Did, yeah. So really, it's Aho that got screwed by it all. It really is, unfortunately. But hey, Montreal did uh, Carolina a huge favor. Little again, they're having so much fun with it that their Twitter account saying, "Should we offer sheet yes or we?" It's like, hmm, tough choice here. Right. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, so some key uh, contracts, at least some key, not only that, but some another guy you just mentioned to- too is Warren Fogle. Yeah, Warren Fogle. Again, he signed a one-year deal. Is a two one two point one five mil. Uh, contracts uh he's an rfa so if i'm not mistaken carolina would still retain his rights i know that's been rumored that they might trade dougie hamilton but hamilton's another ufa it was 5.75 mil that's a big contract folks if their contract the goalie contracts were done this offseason compared to next offseason they may have actually taken a chance at one of these goalies because that would have freed up at least Six and a half mil from both their goalies. But again, and, and that's one of the someone. issues on on why Carolina they kind of get they didn't get screwed. It's just they were they mm-hmm. got screwed, but they didn't get screwed. They were just in a bad spot from where they're picking because national the national predators they took their guy. I guarantee you that because think about it, Carolina they haven't had a true goalie in years, probably since Cam Ward, yeah. and for. Carolina, the guy they're looking at to take, I believe, at 13th overall was uh, Askarov, who got tra- uh, grabbed at number 11 to Nashville, who also, if you think about it, is kind of desperate for a goalie. So they were going to probably take Askarov, and he was going to be their guy most likely. Again, think about it. You get him in, get him signed, whatever. You're set. But, of course, that didn't happen. Now you're in this goalie issue. Unfortunately, again. Jeffrey, hockey isn't that forgiving. It is not. That is right. The one year where a goalie goes high in the draft, and that's what happens. He was that he was going to anyways, uh, but just one of those things because of that. You, you just kind of get screwed at times here and there. Yeah. And I just kind of hope that maybe some of the guys you already have can 
at some point do something because realistically Morazic's in the prime of his career by prime I mean that's the best you're going to get from him same with James Reimer and Reimer's just a backup at this point so and realistically both are probably backup caliber to or what they're doing now which is splitting time mm-hmm. that's as best they're going to get unfortunately yeah. I'm saying Peter Morazic and James Reimer I'm not saying Carolina and particularly no, I'm just I saying for those goalies in general third their, ceil- right. their ceilings have already been hit is it's yeah um other place to watch out for for next year that Carolina would have to resign Ryan Dezingle 3.375 mil uh Brock McGinn 2.1 mil Jordan Martinuk um Ryan two Dezingle. mil yeah Dezingle there and then their goalies, of course, are the bigger ones, uh, Reimer and Morazic. Between the two of them, seven sorry, six point five mil between those two goalies. So that's those are big not, contracts there. And not that it really matters, but pretty much over half of your minor league as well. Again, not that it really matters because <laughs> yeah. they're all uh, not w- gonna get I great, will big, say, big contracts. I will say but, he uh, won't get a big contract, but Morgan Geeky. Um, he's going to probably out of that group of um, him and Gustav Forsling. Those are the only two minor leaguers right now in their system that are going to get the bigger, small contracts out of the rest of them. They're important pieces to Mo- uh, Montreal, uh, Carolina's future. And I really do think that in order to did someone say Montreal, know, I did for a second. Uh-huh. Leave me be. Uh-huh. You've been saying Montreal this whole series, uh, this whole video. Get away. <laughs> anyway, Lies. moving on. I would moving never... on. Moving but, on. I know you're high on Carolina, but let's just kind of wrap Carolina up before yeah. we go to our next segment. But where do you see them? I said like second or third in the Metro, but where would you predict at the moment? Where would you project or predict yeah, they be in the metro for in uh, for next year? Yeah, and that's a tough thing because again, the metro it's a very tough division. Mm-hmm. You have Carolina, Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington. Even though you Columbus have a very and the Islanders, yes, this is true. This is true. Not saying that they're not going to be a pain to play against during the regular season. Okay. I still have them missing the playoffs. Thank you, Mike, for reminding me of my very bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with I don't that have being said, prediction, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. With that being said, though, with in this hypothetical prediction, with with someone Pittsburgh that eliminated, yeah. someone will have to get bumped up. So, I think because if Pittsburgh again, if Pittsburgh, as if I'm hopefully correctly predicting, misses the playoffs. Thing, yeah. No, just in general. I know, I'm saying in general, but you said happy because, yeah. Um, You know, again, if Pittsburgh misses the playoffs, that leaves the door wide open for Carolina, the Islanders, and the Blue Jackets. Carolina's better than any of those teams. Yeah, no, no, that I agree with. Yeah, Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina jumps up to third. So it would be Washington, Philly, Carolina, or Philly, Washington, Carolina. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fourth, I would have the Columbus Blue Jackets. That means the Islanders are still in fifth, if not even sixth. Yeah. 
I could see it. I mean, I think it'd probably be Pittsburgh, but that's just me. Right. Um, and that's kind of, that was our deep dive on uh, Carolina. Forget where we said we were going to go from here. Uh, well, it kind of goes hand in hand with Carolina because I know exactly where we're going, Mike. Because Carolina at the moment, uh, I gotta double check out this. Carolina has a captain. His Damn name it, is they have Jordan a captain. Stahl. Stupid Jordan Stahl. He's not a captain. He is a captain. Uh, but we There's are a going C. to captain. There's right a now. C next to Jordan Stahl's name on Cap Friendly. He's not a true captain, sir. What He's is not a true like captain? His brother Eric, Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl's you not have... going to be a captain either. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, in general, like like during his time as captain, he was Jeff, a tree captain. Jeff, Jeff, what? It's Mark Stahl. Let's be honest here. I thought it was Jordan Stahl. I was making a joke at the worst Stahl brother at being oh, a captain. Oh, gotcha. My bad. I mean, realistically, uh, not that I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't be. At all surprised if Mark Stahl ended up being the captain in Detroit, but oh, but I, I guess would, you can go what we're going. Steve Eiserman, or I don't even know who decides who's who becomes captain nowadays. But if anyone makes Mark Stahl captain in Detroit, I'm gonna punt them off a bridge because that's just so stupid. He's not yeah. worthy even to sit in an alternate captain. Yes, but if you haven't gotten it already, we're gonna talk about the teams that don't have captains and kind of. Yes. What team or who we starting think. with the Detroit Red Wings, folks? Yes. It will not be Mark Stahl, it should not no. be Mark Stahl. Will be a, probably this is one that I'm I've, I'm not sure. About. My, my answer is clear as day, rightfully so. Dylan Larkin, he deserves to be that next captain for the Detroit Red Wings. He's been maturing over the last several years, and he's clearly by far their best player, in my opinion. There should it, this shouldn't even be a debate. It should be Dylan Larkin as the true next captain for the Detroit Red Wings. And again, you know, it doesn't matter. That it, it, it was nice that he's a homegrown, homegrown uh, product of Michigan, playing you know, University of Michigan, being born there, getting drafted by his hometown Red Wings, which is awesome. But all in all, his playing does the talking for him. Not only that, he, the way he carries himself on the ice, he plays like a giant out there and he's he's such a great talent he's so much fun to watch um i i really do think that he's a true leader there for detroit and it should be larkin he's rightfully so deserved it i mean the first time they've had a captain since henrik zetterberg uh back and i want to say almost like 2014 2015 at the latest he's still on ir well there you go or until next season then they don't have to worry about his contract. Well, whatever. Um, anyway, that's my pick. Who's your pick, Whitmer? Now you say that makes sense, but also I haven't seen Detroit. My only other option I would have said if you don't say Larkin just because of seniority or you just stick at the moment until you feel like he's ready to take that cap- that next role. And I think he's ready captain. to take the reins 100%. I really do. And I think Steve Eiserman has seen enough out of Larkin and to understand him. Right. And the season know, that he... I'm okay of, with... And the season yeah. that he got to see of Dylan Larkin, yeah. Um, the only other person I want to say was maybe Franz Nielsen, just because he's 36. He's got... He's older, just seniority. Um, I get the seniority aspect, but... So, it, I don't know or, why. Honestly, it, would, it would bug honestly, me the most if a honestly, team gives someone their definitely, captaincy definitely, definitely, for definitely, one year just to pave the way for definitely. another guy. What? 
Valtteri, Valtteri Fopula. <sighs> Uh, he'll get an A if someone he'll gets get an a, a. But I'm just saying you can make it. I can. You, I don't think it's a high likelihood, but you can make an argument just because he's can make already an argument. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only say that because he was an A here yeah. in Philadelphia. He was also and in got the Tampa. captaincy and uh, um, the Islanders too, I believe. Um, but that's just another yeah, one. Just, again, that's more also seniority, but also he's got the veteran leadership kind of mentality from him as well. Yes. Granted, he plays lo- lower in the lineup. Not that it really matters. Boston, who we can get to next, uh, if they re-sign Char or not, because uh, that's still up in the air. I feel yeah, like this is true. the easiest one. Easiest. It's going to be uh, Patrice Bergeron. Yes. Bergeron should be the next captain. If Char comes back, it'll be Char, obviously. It'll be Char. But if, if he, he doesn't, tr- it's if he is truly be done, because there hasn't been any official word either way. I think he's at the moment just still, still weighing his options of what he wants to do. Um, yeah. Because there hasn't been anything saying he's officially retired, like Justin Williams, and there's nothing really been said about him resigning or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a similar thing to uh, Niskanen, where he's just kind of playing it year by year what he wants to do um and he, who knows right. maybe he'll do a justin williams and decide halfway through next season like eh, maybe i do want to play and start playing again right yeah um and boston would happily take him back too if that was the case oh um, absolutely and, they would do anything to grab him back yeah because again and, they lost tory crew they didn't get a chance to uh you know uh dip in the pot of trying to go after alex petrangelo so right now they, they uh they're pretty hurting on defense despite having Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick and some of these other guys, it's not the same. You, you need someone to help really bolster that blue line for them. I do see, though, if he does get the captain that and Char doesn't come back, that McAvoy yeah. gets that C. I would have said it was probably going to be Krug, but he is no longer on the team. No, he's no longer there. So, Or no. maybe Charlie Coyle. Coil would be an interesting option. Um, as if an anything, a, as an as an a. as an oh, you're saying as an alternate, yeah, alternate, Charlie yeah. Coil, and probably actually no, yeah, Pasternak. Sorry, I forgot about him. Yeah. They're on the IR. They're not at the top of this list right here. So the list, at least, I'm looking at. What's you gonna and need? also this too? If they're gonna miss the two of them at the beginning of the season, they still have to have which they cap- are. Yeah, they're still gonna have to have an alternate and assistant or whatever, whatever. Gear. So I can see posture, knock um, McAvoy and coil being the three alternates for now. If, if Chara, they do three, if they do three alternates. Yeah. Right. That's if Chara comes back or yeah. doesn't come back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, next up is the Minnesota Wild. They had a captain, but he left. They had, two. For they, they had two, and they got rid of both of them. If you want to put uh, Eric Stahl in there, too, that you just mentioned. That's true. Um, honestly, I think I don't think this is really that easy, but I think it could go to uh, Zach Parise. That's what uh, again. Someone, uh, uh, the other person the would have said maybe Ryan uh, that, that, that's exactly the, um, the two options that I think it was NHL Network suggest, suggested that uh, either Preezy or Suter. I mean, who, realistically, who else would it be? Honestly, they don't really have that many people or players there that 
or at that moment. I mean, maybe he's right. can get an A. Yeah, and even that's a bit of a stretch. Um, you could have Marcus Johansson maybe get an A. Keyword maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, the so Duke Minnesota, I would probably get a Parisi just because he's former yeah. captain and why he's not? He's a former captain. He's still actually doing pretty well for he a 36 is, yeah. year old. I know his contract, his contract is what's is... killing him because, or, or really what fans think of him because, again, he's a still a productive player. It's just and his six contract and nine game. This is for a 36 year old Zach Parise. He put up 46 points. He put up 25 goals and 21 yeah. six, 21 assists pretty in dang 69 good. games. Again, this issue is his contract is overshadowing his actual play. Yes, that's and that's why thing. fans are despising him. They want him out. And I get it. Uh, there was that rumor that maybe he was going to get traded. Him the to the Islanders was. for um, was it Andrew Ladd? Was that? Yeah, I think it might have been Ladd. Or it was either Lad or um, it had to have been Lad. No, I'm thinking someone else. Never mind. It was, I think it was Lad. Yeah. yeah, no, they had a deal in place and it fell through. Literally minutes left in the deadline, so that was that. Um, all right, let's go on to New Jersey, which is a very interesting one here. I'm actually going to bring up the roster because I need to see if if you had to name a captain this year for the New Jersey Devils, Pick who would it band. be? I mean, or you just go back to another year of no captain because I don't think at the moment at 21 and at 19, Jack Hughes, I don't think either of them at the moment. Jack Hughes are, is Jack Hughes is 18. He's too young for he's it. 19. Nick is 21. He's yeah. too young for it. Even I'm if he's already... too, you don't have to be too young. Fucking they jumped right in with some other guys, but I'm just saying, I don't think they're, I don't think they've proven enough to say well, that. They're right. Well, that's I don't think, I, mean by I don't really that's think what I mean by they're too young for, for these guys specifically, in my opinion, they're too young because like, again, not, I would have for, said they're their too, age. I wasn't going to say too young. I would have said they're too inexperienced. Well, but again, that's, that's my point. I'm trying to make they're too young being they're yeah. too inexperienced. They're not yeah. literally, you, Jack Hughes only has a year in under his belt, and he didn't have that great of a year. I expect him to have a much better year uh, next year. And uh, again, he's a good player. He is going to be a star player, like a lot of people have projected think- him to be. Right now, though, what he's got to do to get there, and again, I'm going to break this all down again when we break down New Jersey. He's got to bulk up, build up in size. But again, he's he's not ready for any kind of captaincy yet. Next. So that really means. I mean, um, Hughes wasn't going to get it anyways because I would have said Nico Heischer far before right. Jack Hughes getting it. No, that um, I agree. But I'm, and I'm even him, for, I wouldn't. Any, for anyone trying to make a case for Jack Hughes, there is none, unfortunately. For Nico Heischer, no. I like him. I don't th- but again, too inexperienced. He needs he to grow a little bit more. Too, too much. Again, I'd only say this just because of experience. Maybe Travis Zajac. I know he's not the same player, but I was going to say maybe Zajac. He, I mean, I wouldn't mind Subban, but he jumps around way too much. Late, you know, at least the last couple of years, he's been, he's been jumping around and everything. And so? I, I don't know. There's something about him giving him the C. I, I don't know. It's we don't think he's not helping the defense and trying no, to it's have not him that. from him and teach and all that. 
now it would be good for players to learn from Subban, but at the same time is I just don't think if I had wasn't a he, clear wasn't he captain in Montreal? He was I was the assistant before he got No, to he's an two. assistant because Pacioretty was captain. Oh, that's right. And then he got to Nashville, which he still wasn't captain. No, because Yossi's been the captain. Yeah. And then now he's in New Jersey. So I think this is his honestly his best chance to get a seat. It really is. I'm not saying that there's no chance. It's just my personal opinion. I don't really think he's captain worthy of being, you know, being a captain worthy of a team. Alternate, okay. sure, that's fine. Through the Aon there, who cares? But as an actual captain, as the leader in that locker room, I, I don't see it. I unfortunately, I, I don't see it. Again, there's there's something going on. Again, like how come he's been getting bounced around the last couple of years from, you know, to Montreal to Nashville that happened, and then from Nashville now to New Jersey, you know, and then again, pretty Honestly, soon, I wouldn't be surprised next year or two. I don't if, think it's that surprising, but it's probably his contract. He's making That's nine million a year, so people are expecting him to be that nine million dollar a year caliber defenseman. Sometimes he'll be it. When he was on Nashville, I thought he did really well. I thought he was a really yeah, good did. defenseman. And when he's at his to the top of his game, he's a really, really good defenseman. Yes. Last year, he just didn't have it for some reason. He just lost it. He lost a little bit of his edge. I don't think that's maybe that's him entering his thirties and he's thirty. Yeah. He's 31. Uh, either way, it's 30, 31. He's in his 30s. Um, so obviously, that's the start of your back half of your career. You're still in your prime. But, and also, the only reason why I'd say I give him the, a, the C, because outside of who? Zajac and maybe Palmieri. Who else on this team has any type, or, or Curry Perry, but you can't really give a goalie a captaincy, um, that has any real playoff like experience honestly pk Subban has a lot he's never won clearly but he's (laughs) been in big big moments he's come out he's come up huge at times in the playoffs so that my only thing that's the only reason why i'd say he's and i think he's the guy that people like in the locker room i know there's probably other stuff maybe that's why he keeps getting moved around but whenever he goes there he just he he blends into the city when he went to Nashville he was really into the city I think he was kind of a fan favorite again I'm not from Nashville yeah I'm not a real fan of the Predators or Devils obviously or rarely the Canadians so I wouldn't really know but I'm assuming what and that's another one too this is why I could see him being a captain remember like a couple years ago he did not donated like a year of his salary like a 10 mil or like nine million dollars uh, or something like that to a hospital and uh Montreal yeah yeah, no, I, I know for a fact, you know, no, forget cl- what I say about him act. on He's the ice. He's a class act guy. Again, for, forget what I say about him on the ice, off the ice. There's no doubt about it. Like you said, Mike, he's a class act. His heart is at home in Montreal and always will be. Um, you I know, think he's that done little, so much for the community. might be a little bit too. I think he was a little hurt being dealt. As oh, would I would be. be. Again, if you're, if that's your team, if they draft you, if they, you make you become the kind of player that you were basically your whole career and then out of nowhere bam you get hit with a side hook and get traded i would be pissed too i would be hurt and for suban you know again he 
you see what kind of player he's an emotional player mm-hmm. and again and and this shows you how much and maybe that's maybe that emotion him. kind of thing can be why it, get, it gets the better of him and that's exactly why i again i don't know if but i, I, I mean, already give him the captaincy yet because again he's an emotional player i i i like when players show their emotions by like you know showing frustration or you know getting their voice heard but again, the issue with PK Subban, in my opinion, on the ice, not off the ice, on the ice, is when his emotions get in the way. He takes dumb penalties. He just gets sloppy, and you know he costs yeah. his team. And again, as a captain, you can't afford to do that. Again, off the ice, his character and you know, integrity, no, no doubt about that. Jeffrey, and again, Jeffrey. that's the, the last thing I Jeffrey, will say before I, I let I get, let you speak. When he returned to Montreal for the first time since being dealt into Nashville, you saw the emotion he had. He he was full on crying during the pregame skate ceremony, mm-hmm. and that shows you how much he cared and truly and still probably do uh, does. probably does yeah. love Montreal. So again, he's got heart, and he shows it on he wears it on his sleeve every single night. Go ahead, Mike. To counteract why he can't be a captain, Andres Lee is a captain in New York. Well, that's just the Islanders being stupid as shit. I mean, he's another one. I, I don't think that disqualifies, completely disqualifies you, but I understand why you want to give it just in case that that kind of thing happens. But that's right. also why at times him, I know at times he could take dumb penalties, but Wayne Simmons was the same way. I think Wayne Simmons, if he was in the Flyers at some point, not really be a captain, but he was a great leader. Yeah. Subin could be that too. And he had that's the true. best advice to people. Don't fight Wayne Simmons. <laughs> That's probably my favorite advice he ever gave people. Don't fight Wayne Simmons. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, where I, I'm going no, to end off and end it with it. there. I don't. Right. I don't think they're going to have. I don't think my prediction is they're not going to name a captain yet. If it I is, think, it's going to be I, Subban, maybe Zajac. If not, I, I it's just going to stay the same. I would say if they name one, keyword if they name one, Zajac. But I'll I'm say not, this: I'm I think this is a tryout year for Nico Heischer, and maybe next year. That's a good point. I, I do like that. He's got I an A. Like He's got the A now. He got it last year. This will be his second year getting it. See how he does. Yeah. around. Well, I don't know. Because, again, I've seen years where because one year a player has an A, the next year they don't have the A. So it's not always guaranteed. No, it's not for always team, guaranteed. For a but team I'm just like saying. the New Jersey Devils, it's more likely because, yeah. again, they, they need you know leadership and everything. But, again, we got to wait and see. It's obviously not guaranteed, but it's more than likely Nico this year will have that A back on his jersey next year. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, let's go to the – New York, uh, New York Rangers. Um, there's one guy on this team that I. So there's, uh, it's tough. So there's two ways to go about this. There's one you could give it to a guy right now, and I think fans and people would respect it. Or you wait until another guy is ready for honestly, that captaincy. Honestly, I think it's fairly obvious. I would give it to Zabanajad. That's the I would one give guy the I'm talking about. I would give the A's to Chris Kreider and Artemi Panarin. Yeah, that, that that's literally maybe that's exactly maybe Buchnevich maybe, but literally uh, it should go so has so has to prefer, uh, produce same yep. as same with Alexis and for, uh, Lafreniere. Alexis Lafreniere, yeah. 
Uh, Lafreniere, he's going to be a rookie. You can't, you know, you can't put too much. Yeah. So uh, even though you're going to have high expectations, I don't I think huge expectations for Lafreniere, I don't especially think playing you with or D'Angelo or either one of them are worthy of getting no. any type of captaincy. They're, they're not even worthy of what, on being on an NHL team, and yet here we are. Yeah. Uh, but so my my pick is Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, that's um, what, that would be mine too. Or if you wait, uh, or honestly, reason, I could just because of how well he played, I could maybe make the argument for Timmy Pitner. Yeah, you could. Uh, so, and, and that's the other thing I was going to say. If you don't give just a banjo this year, this year, you could wait for either next year or, or the following year, I should say, or Panarin. You know, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, those are some of the main choices for New York. Um, this next one is Ottawa. I have one guy and one guy only. I will only give it the captaincy to if I was the Ottawa Senators. I want to hear your pick first, though. I have no idea. All right. I generally I'll, have no idea. Maybe Thomas Shabbat. Maybe Thomas That's Shabbat. exactly who it is. Thomas Shabbat, the only respectable player on that team right now that I think is deserving of the captaincy. Brady Kachuk, he's too much of a hothead. He's, he's, he's jumped, not ready. He, he hurt his team and jumped Scott Lawton. I would never not let Ottawa fans remind no, remember that. No. Again, Thomas Shabbat, he is a superstar on that team. Maybe it might be too early just as a captaincy. Erica Brunson. It's it's too early. It's er- 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 at some point, there's it's not Erica Branson. It's Eric Branstrom. Um, huh? I think who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty Erica sure it's Branson? Eric Branstrom. No, it, it, it's it's Eric Branstrom. Um, so for because there there isn't Erica Branson, but he's on the Ducks. It's Eric Brand. I get these guys mixed up all the time. It's Eric Brandstrom. He is again. He's a very good young player, but it's a little early for something like that. You know, I mean, maybe an A, maybe, but all in all, it's still a little early. He, I think last year was like his first What's year. The point really, of having gut in front of your fast first name if you have Branson, if it's just Branson, makes no sense. I don't know. Anyway, first hometown team. So there you go. Um, yeah, there's no one. There's literally no one else I would have given it to. But all in all, though, for Ottawa, my vote is Tom Shabbat. Um, all right, next up, they got rid of their captain because they well, they didn't get rid of him, but they didn't resign their captain because the Blues are being the Blues. Alex Petrangelo obviously went to Vegas, that means the captaincy is available. There's two guys on my list who I would love to see it uh, to, you know, to give to. Um, I would give it to Ryan O'Reilly. Yep. Um, and it can make the argument for uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Literally, my, those are my exact two picks, Mike. Braden I think Sh- it would go to... should make it an A, maybe. But I don't, yeah. he's not a captain. He's definitely um, not captain. An alternate, you could argue. Maybe, I'll, I'll next, maybe next year, depending on how well Krug does, maybe yeah. he gets an A. Maybe Justin Falk gets an A this Justin year. Justin Falk will get an A there. I don't think he will. Because um, I feel like they're going to win. At least my, for if, yeah. Cause, just because of Craig Berube's style, I feel like they're going to want a defenseman to get 
have some type of co- uh, and, and again, captaincy. it won't. I it may even be this year. I highly doubt it, but you never know. Um, I could see Tory Crew getting an A at some point, whether it's this year or next Maybe. year, because again, the way he plays his kind of hockey is perfect with Craig Berube's kind of hockey. So yeah. the, those two were made for each other. Uh, so that they're just an all in all good fit for for each other. Uh, so I'll put it this way: Ryan O'Reilly is my number one pick. Yeah, if that's... it's not him, it is Vladimir Tarasenko. And then the the other guy, whoever gets the captaincy over the other player, that other player will get an A, and that means there will be another spot open. You could say, I think uh, that'd be a defense, possibly, or maybe yeah, no, prob- probably defenseman, or just sticks with Alexander Steen. Yeah, I was gonna say Steen. That's what I was thinking. He's of. already he's already got the A. So yeah, so I would go Steener if not probably defenseman. Uh, oh, you know, I know who Colton Pareko. He he would be my alternate captain I, pick. I can see it. He's my alternate captain pick. I'm sticking with it. Really All right. Last but not least, Mike. This is a fun one. The Vegas Golden Knights will they get captain this year? If so, who they it have is? a lot of cal- they have a lot captain of captain caliber players. You got Petrangelo, who's just a captain. You have Petretti, who Petretti, who was a captain. Uh, I think Mark Stone has the captain. Mark Stone, he has the capability of being the captain there. Um, he, the, he's embracing his role with Vegas so much that he's striving to be much more of a better player than any of us could have ever imagined. So he's definitely worthy. There's a lot of guys on this team you can make an argument for just getting in a, some type of captaincy. Right. Marcia so Shea Theodore. Who is before Shea Theodore? Uh, Marcia Salt. Okay. Shea Theodore, I think, could as well. Um, I'll put it this way. I think oh, – I honestly, I don't know who is um, is going to be the actual captain. I think regardless, either Mark Stone will get an A, if not be the captain. So that covers at least one alternate. Um, I think that Shea Theodore gets an alternate um, you know, captain. And for the actual captain, I think it really comes down to Petrangelo, which is a stretch because it's his first year there, or Max Pacioretty. I think I honestly think it goes to Stone. Uh, I would like to see it also, go to Stone because think about who I didn't mention. Is. Someone who I didn't mention, who also could be an A, William Carlson. Yes, William Carlson, Wild Bill, he is an also underrated option team. as the captain for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is set for a while. Oh my god, yeah, dude, it, it's gonna be fun watching we'll get, Vegas hockey for you. We'll years get to come. back to we'll get back to him in like two months when we get to Vegas. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all, all the way Basically. to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a long, long time. But yeah, there's a. That's just the thing that I can that I think could help them is just they got a lot of leadership quality guys. They have and plenty, that, and that and they got even more with also. Also, not to mention your goaltenders. I kind of like that they kept Flurry. I know it kind of hurts you in the sense of cap wise, but honestly, who cares? The, maybe the best tandem. That's who cares? It there, is the so. best tandem out there. I don't care what anyone says. I think it is. Again, you have two legitimate starting goalies. Mm-hmm. Who can play? Who can help your team game in game out? It can. It's you don't have a goalie and a backup. You have two starting goalies there. Just like yeah. how I say you have teams have like a first line, two second lines, and a third line. Same thing basically. 
these guys have two starting goalies. Um, all right, so that's what I got there. So let's wrap up with this segment and go to our next one, Mike. Um, um let's wrap it up and let's because we haven't talked about the Flyers in the past couple of podcasts. Let's uh, yeah. talk about our own uh actual hometown team that we actually uh actually yes. want to root for. Um there hasn't really been too, obviously too, too much. They've yeah. clearly. Um, obviously they got Eric, Eric Gustafson. Uh, but for today's Flyers talk, I actually more so about Noam Patrick. Yeah, because it's or even though you have, they don't really have that much contact or ability to really contact Pat Noam Patrick that much. They seem more optimistic than any other time that he's going to play next season, which is huge for the Flyers, um, just depth-wise. It kind of moves people down uh, here and there. They obviously didn't get a fourth-line center, center, and I generally think Scott Lyon's a better winger than he is a center, but yeah, it's a fourth-line center spot. That's fine with me um, for next season, especially if that means – uh, Noah Patrick is back and he's back on your third line. I think that's going to be huge. Um, and that's why I just think that makes the Flyers just even more potentially, I don't want to say deadly, but really impactful. Yeah. For next season. Um, obviously, it's going to take because he hasn't played in a year, over a year and a half uh, by the time, or maybe even two years. No matter, depending on when the season actually starts, since mm-hmm. when he last put on skates and actually played in a game that wasn't an exhibition game for charity, um, and that it's going to take him time to get his feet going. So I, 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 I can already see Flyers Twitter fans shitting on him because he's not playing well to start off. But and, and that's the thing I hate the most is about how. Flyers fans, they're basically done with him. Like, oh, like he was a second overall pick, you know, blah blah blah. And, he hasn't played much at all, this and that. Look, I get it, but you cannot rush this kind of thing. This is important. You can't no, mess you with the kids' mental health and, and health little, in general. And little, yeah, it's been in little spurts. But look at what you got out of him. Look, the talent that he's already provided you a little bit. I know it's not a lot of points to really go off of. He's got. It was thirty-one 61. and thirty-two. Yeah. He's got sixty-one career points and uh, yeah, 145, 30, yeah. 145 games played in his career. Um, which it's okay. It's not uh, startling. It's not going to break ground. It's not going to yeah, make anyone think about the Flyers any more than they already do. Um, and I think it's great that they actually gave him a one-year contract just yeah. as a year. Just to prove to, himself. Yeah, just a year to get his feet going again, not to have that riding over his head. Even It might ride over his head, but not a lot of that next year for his contract. Yeah. But and again, the nice thing happening. is, if he has a good year, you know, we still have his rights. We do. And the great part of it is, is that you're going to get an Oscar Lundblom who will not be, be like three weeks or so removed from uh, beating cancer um, or finishing his cancer diagnosis that or uh, treatment that he'll actually be able to produce more than he did in the two or he played mm-hmm. two playoff games uh, during the past, and more more of that I feel like is 
morale booster more so than them expecting him to do a lot. And I still, and st- when he looked back to him, like, should he have played? Should he not have played? Did it really change that much? Him playing versus not playing. And realistically, maybe it did here or there, just morale-wise. But Definitely morale-wise, I will say. And just to get his feet going again, maybe that helps him too. Um, and actually, just coming back full circle in the season, that just makes sense that he'd play again in that season. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of big things I see coveting with this Flyers team next year. And a lot of it is because Nolan Patrick will be back. I think you'll see a better power play production out of this Flyers team again if they don't do anything else, which it seems to be teams aren't really gonna aren't doing anything anymore. Just right. Uh off season wise. So it just seems that way that nothing's really gonna happen, at least for the time being. So no, this looks and, like and the team should. this looks like the this team. This is the team. This is the team. And realistically you'd say, well you just lost all the guy some of the guys that were key last year. But if you and Mitch and I have talked about this here and there, and I kind of agree because Mitch had this point, and I kind of agree with him too, is that the Flyers kind of got worse after the deadline. They didn't really get. I know they didn't really have that much time with the guys that they got at the deadline, but they did kind of better with the team they um, had before the deadline than they did after. Well, think about it. The the only time that they looked better was again they had that nine game win streak. That was big. Yeah, but that also started before the deadline too, I think. That's I think you're right, actually. So you know, I you kind of have a point, yeah. So and obviously it doesn't help when you had a, a lot of a couple months off between between playing. So that's yeah. another thing. But Thompson wasn't great. Bunneman would have played just as well <laughs> as he did. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pitlick was obviously the I think the the best loss that we had, not the best, but someone I wish we kind of would have brought back, but it's not the biggest. That's not like, Oh, you should have brought him back. And I'm pissed that they didn't bring him back. It's one of those. It would have been cool if you brought him back just because he played really well. Mm. So that's just my thinking. Derek Grant, after playing well in the first couple games, kind of really cooled off with the flyers. He, cool he off is going as, to yeah. get destroyed by Montreal when he when uh Anaheim plays Montreal next just from the head taps that he gave on Shea Weber or no on um who was it? Was it uh Carrie Price he did it too? No, it no. wasn't Price. It was the guy who I think it was was it maybe Lekkanen the, no, the guy no, it was who, oh, oh, oh 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 I know who it is. I know who it is. Um, There's a guy who t- tapped the helmet of, oh, he's a rookie. Uh, was it Armia who did it too? I don't think it was Armia. It, it, I'm pretty sure it was a rookie guy, a rookie player from Montreal. Dang it, you're making me look it up. Um, uh, Brandon Gallagher? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Gallagher because again, remember Gallagher got his jaw broken by Niski. Yeah, he did, I'm but tell- he still played in that game. That's what. Well, right. no, no. Because again, oh, yeah. like right, right, when right. he tapped when he tapped his head, this is game six. This is the game winner, game winning series. This is bugging me now. Suzuki, Nick Suzuki, that's who it was. It was Nick Suzuki because he tapped uh, Carter Hart's head. Carter Hart, yep. which again, that well, they took notice at the end of that game and they get really heated, which means they're gonna 
they're probably going to do something there. Someone's going to not jump them, but you know, something's going to have to Derek Grant the next time Montreal plays. Uh, well, he'll be, he's in Anaheim now. So he is in Anaheim and maybe, I don't know if that means they're going to take it out on Philadelphia because it was Derek Grant and he was a flyer at the time when he did, did the head taps and everyone was really appreciative Probably. of the head taps. Probably. Um, the best part about that was he was like, doo, 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 doo. he did like 20 head taps. He's like, yeah. Great. Oh, it was fantastic. All right. So let's get to, or, or sorry, Joe, before we get to our last segment. Like, I thought you were about to say, let's get to our bold prediction. Like, Jeff, there's no hockey going on. I now. wish I could get to bold prediction. Uh, but no, so real quick, uh, Nolan Patrick has been scrimmaging here and there a couple mm-hmm. times, and that's a really good sight to see. I do think that at some point, again, they're looking for a January first start date. Um, maybe it could February. Even, maybe February. It could get pushed back February. But regardless, though, um, you know, things are looking good for Nolan Patrick for the most part, and you know, it's it's definitely encouraging signs. So, you know, hoping for the best for him. I think he plays next year. Yeah, I do too. I actually believe that too. Um, you know, the fact that he he's out there and everything, it, it's it's looking good for him. And, you know, I, I'm excited. So, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get to our last segment, Mike. And this one is not a fun one for those at NHL Network. Oh, I forgot we were going to talk about that. Yeah. Wow, that completely split uh, my mind. Um, but yeah. The, uh, they released a another, top 20 list. Yeah. For a top defenseman, and oh my gosh, just Jeff liked it. You can tell by his reaction and the look he's probably giving me right now as I bring up my uh, Twitter feed. Yeah, um, it's just so, one of those things. And I've said on our on our last Underachievers podcast that it was gonna it's gonna be an extended extension for me. Uh, just bring it to sports as a whole. And that, and for this sense, it makes sense just because for some reason, because players or young players, like a, a rookie, like a Kel McCarr or Quinn Hughes, uh, play really well in the rookie year. And the whole their whole thing is just going out the year prior. It's not really looking big picture at the whole thing. So because of that, you just, Kel McCarr is not the sixth best defenseman in the league. In this list, they have him. That's the sixth best defenseman. Um, Charlie Charlie McAvoy is not the ninth best defenseman. I could make the argument that Miro Heiskanen might be in the top ten. I could make the argument. Uh, I think again. I think he's he one of the really, actual. He is really fucking good. Yeah, I was gonna say he's actually one of the, again nothing. I have nothing against Kale McCarr. I love Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes, and but they're not top. We normally would have done a list. But we did a list not that long ago on yeah. top twenty defensemen, so we don't want to. Um, we don't want to. We're do just going more so. It's not gonna... So, all right, let's start with number twenty. Morgan Riley, yes sense. or no? Is he at twenty though? He's in my top twenty, probably top fifteen. But is he number twenty on this list? He is twenty on the list, but yeah, I no. I'm say saying like I'm saying. Yeah, do you say... agree with twenty? All right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I. I think he's better than some of these other guys, but that's just me. Oh, I do too, but I, my list is going to be di- is obviously different from other people's yeah. lists. Uh, all right, number nineteen, Ryan Ellis. He's good. Just I think I he's too I think high he's, on this list. Yeah, I, I think, think he needs 20. to 
he's not top 20. Again, for example, Morgan Riley, at least I know for a fact, can get bumped up one spot because he's better right. than Ryan Ellis. Um, Eric yeah. Carlson is the next one at 18. I would have him significantly higher. I know the Sharks. And uh, I'm going to come back to this tough. point many goddamn times because I just realized how is he not there is a duck on this uh, that's missing from this list but I, 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 I believe it I believe it's him if it's not him it's Cam Fowler because neither of them yeah, are it's, on this it's, list and maybe Josh Manson or Josh Manson maybe Nah, Manson's no. not on this list. Get out of here with Josh Manson. But, but yeah, going back to Eric Carlson, though. But yeah, I, um, it's going back to my point in that, just that, and that because these teams aren't great right now or in rebuilding yeah. or whatever, these guys are older, they're still just as good as they were when they were dominating. I'm yeah. I, so I can guarantee the, the argument you, for I can why, almost guarantee you if we go back a year ago and look at the list and compare it to this year, both Brett Burns and Eric Carlson are top ten. And that's just because they went to the playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what the list is off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's similar to that. And Drew Doughty is without, for me at least, the top five defensemen. I know I'm going out of order here. But it's still on my. It's it still makes sense to me just because you know he's mm. not he's not too far. He's at where is he? He's fifteen. He's at fifteen. Um, and I again, I think he's top five. I think he's a top five defenseman. I don't care that the I don't care that the Kings aren't that great right now. Drew Downey is do a top five defense. Do you he's not so, he's think, by far better? Do you not than think Ante Kopitar is top five center John just because he wasn't playing? Right. So again, like there's a lot of these, a lot of these defensemen are good, but Drew Doughty's mm-hmm. easily top five. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But, all right, let, let, let's let's Slavin try to stay in at, order here. Let, let's stick with eighteen. Pick up Slavin at seventeen. Well, well, here, here's here's the last thing I got to say about EK sixty five. So for Carlson, the reason why he's so low on this list again, he had another injury filled year, I believe, and that's what's going to kill him. But on in a healthy year, he is top ten. Yeah, let's not forget it wasn't that long ago he, he helped played on auto, two broken on leg or two yeah. broken foot feet, whatever it was. He played on one leg essentially. That's what it was. He played on one leg, and look at what he did in 2017 uh, Stanley Cup playoffs with Ottawa of all teams. Yeah. Now that was a pretty talented Ottawa team, but you get my point. I do. So, all right, now we can go 17, Jacob Slavin. This is just disrespectful. 17 for Slavin? Again, he's another one I can make the argument for top 10. It's crazy. He is. Signi- oh, wait. I will insert him somewhere because he's not in this list, but another guy we always, always tend to forget, um, Aaron Eckblad. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, please be Aaron Eckblad. It is Aaron the Eckblad. fact that Eckblad is not even on I, this list is laughable. It's just ridiculous. Aaron Eckblad, he is one of the better 
shut down defenseman. And he, again, he's basically a two way defenseman. He has a hell of a slap shot. He can score and put up points. Even not only just that, he can, you know, put a good body check on you. He can defend the puck. He can, it's, you know, just it's defend. Again, it's one of the stone. It's he's like, good. It's like Huberto. That's because I play in Florida. He's very underappreciated by the league. Yeah. Um, 16, Shea Weber. I can see it. He's, uh, I th- he's not I think the same. One of the, he's, he's not the not, same. He's not the same as he used to be, but it's still say he's top 20, 15, 16, somewhere around there. I think 16, 17 is a good spot for him. Yeah. Uh, now we get to Drew Doughty at 15. We both have him in the top five. Yeah. This, this, this is the most ridiculous pick we've seen all day. This one is also going to be a tough one. Number 14, Shea Theodore. He's been making him, a name for himself. In I have Vegas. him a hair out of 10. So I'd have him at the I was going to say 12 at the latest for me. Yeah. I think that's a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. 13, Brent Burns. Um, it's. I'd probably put him there. I, I think that's. Yeah, it, 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 it's tough. It's. I, I say between 11 and 13, I would have Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, number 12, Zach Wierenski. No. So okay, well here here's the thing. No. So for let me finish. Warunsky, unlike McCarr, unlike Hughes, he actually has a couple. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw your reaction made me laugh. Um, for Warunsky, he has a couple years under his belt, unlike McCarr and Hughes. Again, they're they're good young players and everything, but. For Wierenski, you can actually make this argument. Yes, I know he's an offensive defenseman, Mike. That's why you're going to have him lower, if not even on this list. But for me, I'm de- I'm definitely... <laughs> it says no. I, I see that. Uh, for Wierenski, I don't. I won't have him at 12. I'm, I'm, I'll have him at... He's not top 20. I'm sorry, he's just not. It's... I think he out of the guys that came that draft, if we're talking about Provorov and McAvoy and Wierenski, Wierenski's the worst out of the three of them. That's my and, he, and he's not even that bad. He's not. He's good. I'm not saying he's, but Provorov and McAvoy bad. are yeah. just that much better. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so, again, I don't have Wierenski at 12. I would have him 15 plus. I'd even put him 18, maybe, 18 plus. Maybe if, he go, if he expanded to like 25, maybe. Maybe around there. But but again, it's just you just really need to give us a list of the best the top fifty defensemen and then or top twenty-five defensemen that uh and just go from there. Because again, some of these guys you can make arguments for, but you know Gorensky, he's he's definitely not twelve. As much as I love Zach Gorensky, he's not twelve. Uh this is from my next one. No. Yeah, no, I know. Quinn Hughes at eleven. He very well could be at some point. I'm not saying he will he can't. be, if not even a top ten defense fund. But literally, you can't say after one year. You no. just can't. He played really good in his one year, but he's played yeah. in one year. He still has the, one year and like two games. Not not even a full year. Who knows? He could be like Ghost. Everyone was so high on Ghost, yeah. and now nobody really, at least Flyers wise, uh, cares about him. Flyers fan wise, I do too, but I'm just saying he we was another one very we, high, we highly back. rated. He played really good at times, and then injuries happen, and then he just falls. I think he will have a bounce back year. 
because he's I think he's finally going to get a little not as hurt or he's not as hurt as he was in the past couple of years. Yeah. I know that's not saying much because he keeps saying that every year, but I think it will be a bounce back year for ghost. Um, but that could, that could be the same thing for these young guys for Kel yeah. McCarr and Quinn Hughes as that they're good. And they could very well be top 12, top you know, mm-hmm. 10 defensemen. I need at not least yet. for me to put them in there. My three year rule. Yep. My three year rule. Yep. 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 Literally. Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, they had hell of a uh, first year. Oh. And oh boy, I got a Facebook notification saying event Thanksgiving dinner was canceled. Well, it was already canceled. Depressing. It's not that's that depressing. depressing. I think it's depressing. Anyway, um, I'll talk about it more on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. So, but no, my point is my three-year rule with players or coaches. The first year, if they have a great year like Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes did, great. That's awesome. Prove it was not a fluke in year two. They have I'm going to come back. Remember this. Yeah. Mark this down. We're coming back to this when we're going to football and we're talking to other sports too. I, I, I'm, just gonna, I'm just saying for when we come back to this on Tuesday, this is another area when, I, when my argument also goes to that as well. Just, I have a fun little segment I want to bring up on Tuesday, and it kind of goes hand in hand with your three-year rule. Yeah. So again, because so you know, um, for the three and, year rule, it, it actually you know, this for, first year if first year if they have a good year like Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes, they did. They got back up in year two. If they have a bad year in year two, okay, maybe year one was just a fluke. Maybe this is how you look. Year three, that kind of generally generally tells you what kind of play you're you're getting. So also, for Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, let's say they had a great year this year. Let's say Hughes has the better year this upcoming year and McCarr has a bad year. Okay. Maybe Hughes is the better defenseman. Who knows? We'll see. Third also, year, we can make this, argue, we can make this okay. argument with Provorov. I don't I still think he's probably top twenty, but remember his second year, he fell off. Yeah. He fell off a second yeah. year. Also, and he came back from he came back from an injury, granted, but still. True. It's not the it's not once you're down, it's one if you're able to come back up and still be able to do that if you fall. Obviously, being consistent with it, but if you do fall, that you do bring yourself back up and you don't have that downward trend. Um, and that's just also because I take my philosophies on these things that three year rule for these for this list and BAPS's rule on uh, uh, waiting until the guy actually your player actually gets into the league. Before you judge how well they're going to be, sure. that's why I'm not. That's why last year I'm. I don't know if I made it on here, but I definitely said it to you. I was not completely sold on Jack Hughes or Kabaka. Oh no, no, I know you weren't. And, and, and again, the, and I think and maybe I think, I think I think which is fair. I think Lafreniere will probably do better than both of them did in their rookie years. But I don't think he's going to break. The, I don't think he's going to be like Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid, uh, no. Jack Eichel. That's a more recent thing in the last five or six years, those type yeah. of guys. That's not like that doesn't mean they're going to be bad players. It's just, just give them time. It's not going to be, they're going to yeah. jump in and just be great. They're going yeah. from juniors to professional. That's a giant leap. That is a giant leap. Um, the other thing I will say so we can't, which, is impre- go- which I will admit is impressive that Kim McCarr and Quinn Hughes and even Mira Heisken, if you want to throw him in there as well have done so well this early in their career. 
as a defense. Yeah, and and I will because Mira Heiskanen, he's up and next and in number 10. I was going to say Jacob Slavin, too, but I think he's pretty young, too. Uh, Slavin is relatively young. I think he's 26 at the most. 26 on the news. There it is. He's a year younger than uh, Dougie Hamilton. Wow. There you go. Um, but, you know, so for Mira Heiskanen, though, this is his second Honestly, full year. He's listed as number 10. He put I up could, 33 points the- and then 35 points. Get get this. I, I now I hate the plus minus stat, but so do I. People, people who love this stat are going to go bonkers over this. His rookie year, high skin was a minus fourteen. This year, he was a plus fourteen. So he's already turning his game around a lot. Um, he's seven or, power play points. Or, or they weren't pulling a uh, Craig Craig Berube and putting Couture for always on defensive zones or putting him in positions where maybe they won't be as effective sure. and in turn ends up costing them and obviously a goal scored which then goes to your minus True. that's why i think the plus minus is kind of dumb but that's just me um i know people are different in their mindset of that um but i will say 10 to 15 is where i put them high skinning high skinning yeah i, I would too he again is- the second, so again, my three-year-old. Remember, we had mm-hmm. two really good years from him. Second one, yeah. even better than last year. It is, and his rookie year, people argued he could have been rookie of the year. He wasn't even a finalist, and he was amazing. So for me, and this playoffs Ramiro was coming Heiskanen, out. This I really was think coming out that the, uh, was a coming out party for him in the playoffs. Yeah, for people who for those who really don't understand how good he is, you saw exactly how good he is all the way into the Cup final. He mm-hmm. did incredible. And again, I think what you saw in his first two years now is what you're what you see is what you're gonna get in your eyes getting in. I agree. Uh number nine, Charlie McAvoy. This is again, I don't know. I don't want to put him It's it's a tough spot. It's he is he is what he finished his third year, right? Uh he was in the twenty fifteen draft, so probably third year, yeah. Yeah. At Uh, least unless they didn't have him he they Waited a year, or maybe he played him before Provorov. Um, uh, I, I lied. I'm sorry. He, he played in the playoffs in 16 My fault. My fault. He was he 2016 went... draft. He played yeah, in 2017, right. 2018. But he so is th- this his... is his third full year. Well, that third, was his year, third full year. I think that might actually. I think Heiskanen was 16 too, actually. Uh, he was Nolan Patrick. Um, draft to 2017. High went third overall. Third overall 2017. That's right. You're right. You're right. Ignore me. Yeah. I sort of think he's a good defenseman and he's probably breaking towards top 20, but I wouldn't put him top 20 yet. For McAvoy? Yeah. Compared to these other names on this list, I'm putting McAvoy over some of these other guys. Okay. That's fair. Again, so I'm putting him over someone like Ryan Ellis, like uh, Zach Wierenski, probably at the moment, Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr. Keyword at the I agree. moment. I agree with I that. I love Kale McCarr. I love I would throw uh, this, Quinn I would Hughes. Throw this name but right here. now, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, Ivan Provorov. Yeah. Ivan Provorov. Just saying. Just Ivan Provorov. Um, number eight is a joke. Chris, I think. Not even in the top 20 anymore. Oh. Top twenty-five, you could argue, but top twenty. Maybe a couple years, like five he's way or past so years ago. Yeah, 
he, you already he's had not the same player had, he used to be. You've had Brett Burns, Shea Weber, and Eric Carlson fall from being older and even drew down. Why not Chris Latang? Why not Chris Latang? If you're saying Chris Latang is a better defenseman than Drew Doughty, you are dumb and you do not be, deserve to be. And, then, and maybe you do deserve to be an actual network because they, they don't have the, at times, they don't have the brightest people making their list. So, I mean, just I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see how you can say Drew Doughty is a worse defenseman than Chris, Chris Latang. Chris no. Latang. Well, no. the thing that's hurt Chris the Tank too is he's gotten hurt a lot. Um, I'm still not worthy though. Of being no, I'd say he's probably. Yeah, I'd say maybe he's top thirty still. I don't think that's push. I don't think that's really being too uh, bad because I think he's still quality. I still think he's a quality defenseman. I still think he can eat minutes at certain times. He's just. I think he just gets beaten more than he used to. He gets beaten more. He's just not the same as he, what he used to be. And that's just what happens when you get older. I think he's, what, early 30s? 33. I think so. Once you hit, that's that's a downslope of your career. I'm not saying he's not at, he's not good. It's just, you know, his production is just fallen. That's just my thought. Yeah. Dougie Hamilton. I'm okay. Number seven. I'm, okay I'm good with, with seven. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um. Yeah, we already talked about Kemal Carr. He's at six. Um. We are uh, Seth Jones at five, which Jones. I agree. I, I think he's a top I'm five. I'm good with that. Yeah. I think Seth Jones. The amount of minutes he logged this playoff round or playoff series against Tampa Bay, especially mm-hmm. game one. It's unreal. Yeah. Let's, let's just, let's just do a top five. This is the top five they have. Let's give our top five. Cause I feel All like right. ours is going to be different. Seth so from Jones. five to one. Yeah. So from five to one goes Seth Jones, Alex Petrangelo, John Carlson, Roman Yossi, mm-hmm. and then Victor Hedman at number one. Um, I'll go first. So it. I'll keep Seth Jones at five. Yep. Four, I'll put <sighs> Drew Doughty. Okay. Three, and you might be surprised by this, but I'm putting Victor Hemmen at three. Interesting. Two, yeah. I'm putting Petrangelo, and one, I'm putting Yossi. Uh, Yossi. Okay. It's just four that I'm struggling with, actually. Or three, sorry. No. Oh, they said Petro. No, Petro. No, no, no. Was... He, he... Sorry. Shoot. Uh, was Hedman three, obviously... Petro four? All right, yeah, Petro was. Okay. So, so for you, Seth Jones, Alex yeah, 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 Trangelo, yeah, yeah. Hedman, yeah. Yossi. Sorry. Uh, shoot. Messing the Seth Jones, Seth Jones, Drew Doughty. Yes. Petro Hedman, Alex Petrangelo, Roman Yossi. Okay, there you go. Um, number Maybe five. Shafty. You get you shake your door. He's um, getting there. Yeah, so number five, I think we agree, Seth Jones. I think that's a good spot for him. This is where it gets tough. Number four. Oh, man. Um, 
I love Alex Petrangelo, but compared to the guy like Drew Doughty is, number four should be Petrangelo. Um, three. Guy of Doughty, and then really it's just Yossi and Hedman. Uh, I just don't know the order. Honestly, you could go either way. You can certainly argue it. But for the sake of this, I'm going to go Yossi Hedman. Again, you can go either way. You really uh, could. I, 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 hey, you know, by the end of the day, all I know is Roman Yossi and Victor Hedman are the two best defensemen in the NHL yeah. currently. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. They're basically tied at number one. That's how close yeah. it is for me. And I've already I've kind of said it here and there, but why my thought on John Carlson isn't that he's third, and it's just that, yes, he has a really good – uh, good offensive, offensive defenseman. defenseman. But if you're saying he's a top five defenseman, you were saying he can go the 200 feet or whatever it's called. 200, or, uh, two, you know, 200 feet. Yeah. Yeah. He can do both. He can also defend well. He doesn't defend. I don't think he defends that well. Obviously, yeah. this playoffs was different because he was hurt and then he came in for a couple, like a couple games, but even then he wasn't really, didn't have any training camp or anything so I think that might have hurt him a bit but I just don't think he's that good I think he's top 20 sure but I wouldn't put him top 5 just yeah because again it's the same thing I would say about a center I want him at both situations essentially because my way is I like a two way forward I also like a two way defenseman I want my defender if I'm if I want a defenseman I want a defenseman that can and maybe not always have to put up offensive numbers, but isn't afraid to pinch in and help offensively, but also can shut people down and eat minutes. Mm. That's just my, that's my definition of what would be a top five defenseman, which is, I think been well noted from this podcast. So that's just my thinking just for why I didn't have John Carlson in that list that I just mentioned. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's pretty much it. We we covered you know a lot of good topics today. Um, I believe um, ooh, after Carolina, we have. I'm blanking right now. Gotta go bring up the. Uh, there's three again. C's. There's there's. there's I know there's, there's Chicago, Colorado, and Columbus. So there you go, Chicago. I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's Chicago. Um, yeah, so it would go Chicago. Colorado, Columbus. Yes, Colorado, Columbus, and then Dallas after that. Mm-hmm. There you go. So look forward to those, and we will see you on Tuesday.